Welcome to the Morning Story Podcast. My name is Cody Birch, and I'd like to tell you a story. Today's story is called The ATM Ate My Money. Now, when my wife and I moved to Colorado Springs in 2004, we were able to secure our first ever home. We were newlyweds by a few years, and I had a full commission job, and my wife was basically a an admin at the place um, where I was a full-time I had a full-time job. I was at a mortgage company. So I was selling mortgages for full commission and she was working there with her friend for, I don't know, $10 an hour or something like that. But remember back in the day before and probably because of um, this structure, there was a way to get a mortgage without documenting a ton of your income. It was called a no income verification loan, which is crazy in hindsight, but at the time it was really popular. So all you did was if you had good credit and you had a, like a couple thousand bucks in the bank, you could get a home loan. And so even though I didn't have any money and I was full commission and I hadn't made any money yet, we had a couple thousand bucks in the bank and Christy made 10 bucks an hour. And so we were able to secure a home mortgage, believe it or not, for a two bedroom, two bath townhome. It was before we had any kids and we were so excited. We, we couldn't believe our good fortune because we lived in apartments in Oklahoma. We got married, we moved in together in an apartment. And so to have our own place was awesome. But when we were in Oklahoma, we were looking at buying a single family home with a yard and a white picket fence. And it was $100,000 moving to Colorado Springs at the time. I remember our townhome was $136,000 for a two bed, two bath townhome. It wasn't even a single family, you know, no front yard, no backyard, nothing like that. It was this, in hindsight, honestly, very poorly built, cheap um, starter home. So we moved in. We were super excited. We painted all the walls, whatever color we wanted. We went crazy with the paint. It was, it was funny. Uh, we were unleashed at Lowe's in the paint section and every room was a different color. It was, it was so funny. Uh, all these different shades of tan and in hindsight, like dark chocolate Brown and this pink bandaid color and all these different colors. Um, but we made it our own and we really liked it. When we got pregnant with our first kid, we realized that this little townhome wouldn't quite work anymore and we had to move. And so we, uh, built a home that we live in now. And that was also still at a time when you didn't have to really verify a lot of your income. So we were able to secure a mortgage for this house that we live in now, get the basement finished and have more space. And it was amazing. But we kept that last home as a rental property. And most of the time, Colorado Springs is a military town. So most of the time it was very easy to rent. Most of the time it was to a military family or usually a young couple. Remember, we were charging between $900 and $1,000 a month, but our mortgage was only $700 a month. And so we were feeling pretty fancy in our early 20s with a rental property and another single family home. We moved into this house and we were, I guess I was 26 and we had two houses. I mean, we were high society, even though this was a very cheap starter home situation. Most of the renters we had were good, but there was this one couple when I met them for their application for a walkthrough that had a lot of issues and it was obvious they were they weren't married which is fine but they in hindsight now i know why if you're married you typically get a better interest rate on a car or mortgage this was one of the only couples i think that weren't married they were just boyfriend girlfriend wanted to live together again no judgment but they didn't make for very good renters not because of that but you get the idea they fought the whole time that i was showing them around the townhome they argued with each other they were rude to each other they were kind of cussing each other out and i thought I don't know if I want to sign them to a one-year lease. If they're going to break up in a month, then it'll be a financial burden. They were both active duty military. And every single month, most people paid in cash or most people paid with check. My best customers, they were able to set up a, a recurring wire transfer on the first of the month. That was my preference. In fact, I gave a slight discount. If you auto paid, I didn't have to worry about it. It just transferred money from your account into my account once a month, not an issue. This couple, they always paid in cash, which might sound cool if you're 
I don't know, in the mob or doing something illegal. I didn't want to get paid cash. I now, what am I going to do with a thousand dollars cash? I don't, that's 50, $20 bills or whatever. I now have to take that to the bank and deposit a thousand dollars. So it was extra work for me. On top of that, it was always late and there was always some crazy excuse. So rent was due, I think by the third of the month. And if it wasn't paid, then I charged $50 a day in late fees, which had never come up before because people auto transferred money over on the first of the month. But I think it was the very first month. They started to be late. It was like three o'clock and I was watching the clock. We're stressed out about it because we didn't have the money. I can't pay two mortgages if they don't pay the rent. I needed their rent to pay their mortgage and my rent or, you know, my money to pay my mortgage. I couldn't pay for both. We were really financially strapped. Money was really tight. And I remember one of the excuses, I forget the order, but one time he said, uh, the, the guy said, Hey, I was going to pay you, but I fell asleep on the couch. And I was like, all right, well, now that you're awake, can you bring it by? He's like, well, it's kind of late. You know, I, I, I'll bring it by tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and goes, I'm like, dude, it's late now. You owe me the rent plus 50 bucks per day. And he's like, oh shoot. And I think he paid the late fee. Next month came, they dropped off all this cash, which I didn't want. Now I got to go to the bank. It's my problem. Next month comes by and he said that uh, he was he was late again. And he said that he got in a car accident. And uh, he's like, I was driving to your house and I got in a car accident. And I was I was naive enough to believe him. I was like, man, that's crazy. I'm sorry to hear this. Is everybody okay? He's like, yeah, but I can't pay rent today. And, you know, we got to deal with the car issue and all this stuff. And I remember too, they had two cars and they were really fancy, like really highly customized, expensive cars. And I was so upset that they weren't paying their mortgage and, or sorry, their rent that I could pay the mortgage. So it was one thing after another, somebody got sick, somebody fell asleep. I was going to pay it, but the, the car broke down on the way over. We got in a car accident. We had to go to the hospital. I mean, it was just crazy. One thing after the next, eventually I caught on. Oh, by the way, uh, I think it was the girl of the couple had absolutely terrible credit. I remember since I worked in the mortgage business, a part of their application was I would pull their credit. And her credit was terrible. And I remember she owed a bunch of collections to the library. And I asked her, it was like, to everybody, to the utility company, to the phone company, to the library. And I said, hey, quick question. How do you how do you go to collections uh, at the library? And she's like, oh, it's a big misunderstanding. I'm getting it taken care of. But then I was like, well, what about the utility company? Oh, that's a big misunderstanding. You know, they, all this stuff. So in hindsight, this is all shame on me. They were not qualified. They were not stable with their income or their emotions or their honesty. But the funniest excuse she gave me, and by then I was just exhausted. We ended up having to evict them and kind of get them out of the of the townhome, which was a whole other story. But she said she was going to come over and she called me and said, I was on my way over. I stopped in at the ATM to get the cash to pay you, but the ATM stole my money. And I said, excuse me. And she said, the ATM stole my money. I said, the ATM stole your money. She's like, yeah, it's the craziest thing. I put in my debit card. I put in the PIN number and it showed that it had you know, spat out a thousand dollars, but it didn't, nothing came out. And by now I'm just completely fed up and I don't believe her at all. I'm like, Hey, whatever, like it's due today, do whatever you got to do. Call the bank. Well, the bank doesn't open until tomorrow. It's after hours. Go fine. Go tomorrow, but bring an extra 50 cause you're late again. It's the sixth month in a row. And I think that was the last straw. And after that, I had to evict them, which was really, really awkward and terrible. And I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, we got, after they moved out finally, after the ATM ate their money, which was so crazy. Um, we had one or two more renters and we ended up selling the property. So that's the story of our short-lived story as landlords and the ATM ate my money.
So that's my story. Uh, your story prompt today is the worst excuse you've ever heard from someone who refused to pay you what they owed. It could have been a payment plan on one of your products. It could have been a membership or a mastermind or a type of refund they were asking for. But go out there and share that story with someone today, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Morning Story Podcast. If you'd like more story ideas, go to 202storyideas.com. That's 202storyideas.com. And if you'd like to get better at storytelling so you make more sales, go to storymagnetworkshop.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being part of my story.